This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys? We're back, and it's our third week of Money March, and we have a very special guest. But first, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about. So today, we're going to be talking about spending cash versus credit. Building a business from the ground up as a single mom. Having faith in yourself. And why it's important to have a financial advisor even before you get rich. And the advantage of not depending on a partner for financial freedom. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. Happy hump day, y'all. Happy hump day. Hope your bank accounts are getting filled. Hope that you're manifesting your millions and walking on money. I heard something recently and it says, um, we don't say hope because um, we have 37, about 37 billion cells in our body. And if we say hope, we're telling 37 billion cells, it's a billion or a million, it's a lot of cells, that we hope something is going to happen. So we are filling our bank accounts with money all month and all year and all lifetime long and generations to come because I'm telling all of my millions and billions of cells to get that shit together, okay? It's together. It's happening. We're not hoping. We have. Amen. <laughs> That's what Instagram is good for. <laughs> <laughs> These gems I keep dropping. <laughs> it's Money March, and I would like to also say congratulations because – we uh, launched our second baby yeah, this we week. Have baby. We have a new baby, which is so exciting. We launched um, Innovate Her Now Summit. So we have partnered with Carla, our, our podcast manager, May, and we are putting on a all-women's podcasting summit. There are some, but there is none um, that we feel like blend mindfulness with uh, audio. You know, a lot of our process getting here has been being intentional and manifesting and um, t- having to take care of ourselves. And that paired with all the things that we've figured out from trial and error in podcasting has really gotten us here. So I'm so excited to be able to launch this new baby and then meet all of the other podcasters, women podcasters in our industry, and teach what we've learned along the way. It's going to be here in LA on June 5th. Um, for those of you who can't make it, 
it will also be virtual. So that's pretty cool. It's like worldwide and in LA. So pull up, go uh, follow us at Innovate Her Now on Instagram and um, sign up for the newsletter so you'll be the first to sign up when, when the tickets go on sale. Yeah, because the LA tickets are really limited. So we're only holding a few select selective spots, not selective, but a few spots for our LA um, in-person summit. So definitely sign up for that newsletter. And I just want to shout out May who, you know, she, you might hear us talk about May. She does all of our audio production. She's basically like the brains of Good Mom. She's like our glue. She keeps shit together. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know. The only reason we have a show every week is because of May and T. Like, I don't, I don't know. We without- probably, we wouldn't have maintained this long. <laughs> And so if you are interested in learning like the behind the scenes of podcasting, like maybe you're interested in podcasting production or managing, marketing, you know, all those things like May is an expert, A, and we're going to also bring in a lot of a lot more experts to the summit. And Carla, again, like she's had her her business idea to launch where she literally launch helps people launch podcasts is what she does every single day. Um, So I don't know. It's just we're teaming up with some really cool women and we're all women of color, which is fucking awesome. Um, Obviously, this podcasting summit is for all women. um, And it's really to help empower you to build your empire using podcasting, whether you want to be a podcaster full time or you want to use podcasting as a way to leverage your brand. It's a really amazing tool. Like if you have, you know, a beauty brand you should have a podcast. If you have a clothing brand, you should have a podcast. If you are a teacher in education, you should probably have a podcast. I mean, I know that you guys hear so many, me and Jamila talk about this all the time, like everyone has a podcast. But it's for a reason. Podcasting is one of the uh, fastest growing industries and it's like supposed to triple like in in millions of dollars in, in marketing that people are, you know, putting advertising dollars in podcasting because it's growing so quickly. Um, and for consumers, we're in our cars and we're on the move all the time. So, you know, it's a real way to connect with your audience and with your people. As you know, if you're listening to us right now. When we've said like everyone has a podcast, everyone is not you and everyone is not going to get the tools that you're going to get at this summit. And everyone's not going to be consistent because that's what it's all about, baby. Consistent. Okay, relax. Don't give them all the gems. Okay, fine, fine. You got to come to the summit. Anyway, go follow Innovate Her now on Instagram. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Go follow Carla. Go follow May. And I can't wait for you guys to see what we have in store. But on that note, let's uh, pull this card. You ready? Do your shuffle thing. How was your week this week while you shuffle? Have you been practicing the shuffle? I'm just going to be the shuffle master. You are the shuffler. I I mean, I'm 30, almost 33 years old, and I have never been a good shuffler, and I don't think I'm going to start. Okay. I'm going to do tarot cards, and I'm going to shuffle my way (laughs) off camera when no one's looking and talking shit to me. Okay. Um, my week was great. We had our three-year anniversary, which was bomb. And I don't know if you guys got to listen to our bonus episode last week. We did a bonus episode, and we were fucking, we were on fire. We were charged we were, up. Ch- we were charged <laughs> all the way. All the way up. up. I don't know. We just got we got so much love that day. Then we had like a smoke session with our community and just like got really stoned and talked shit. I shared my story about like my almost break in at my home that happened two weeks ago while I was on mushrooms, which you know was not ideal, but you know shit happens. But I'm alive. I'm okay. Other than that, I'm great. I'm good. Good. Me too. I'm feeling really good. I think we're going to do some fun things next week. Mm-hmm. Luna's staring at me, so I'm afraid. I didn't even see her standing there. God. Uh, kids are so old. Like, so, Luna, so- get out of here. Go sit down. Go play in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're going out of town next week. <laughs> 
I feel like she's my mom. She's going to be bitching if she finds out. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be mad. Yeah, so that's happening. I'm really excited about that because Lord knows I need a vacation from that other vacation with all those fucking kids <laughs> um, where I confirmed I'm probably not having any more kids because who needs multiples? Yeah, I agree. My, yeah, pretty much confirmed. Anyway, what, uh, what card did you pull okay. over there, sweetie? I pulled the King of Swords. Mm. The King of Swords. Okay, let's see. Let's go into my bitty tarot okay, let's and go translate. Mm-hmm. The King of Swords sits upon his throne facing forward as if ready to confront whatever life throws at him. He holds a sword in his right hand, the hand of the conscious, rational mind, and points it upward and to the left, the side of the subconscious, intuitive mind. This symbolizes the king's decisiveness, but also flexibility in all matters. While he makes a decision based mostly on his intellectual understanding, he stays open to his intuition. Um, The king wears a blue tunic symbolic of a desire for spiritual knowledge and purple cape symbolic of his compassion and intellect. The back of his throne is decorated with butterflies. Transformation. Oh, my God. We were butterflies. We just said that on our bonus episode. Yeah, we're witches. Okay. (laughs) Our entity is on fire and we are transforming. Um, Crescent moons and an angel just near his left ear positioned if to give him subtle guidance. Subtle. Subtle. Subtle? Subtle, is not how you... Subtle. This is a B. It's a silent. Well, I thought you spelled subtle S-U-D-D-L-E. Oh, no, but D-D. Subtle. Like a puddle? What if I'm subtle? If I'm being subtle? Yeah, so- you're subtle. It's <laughs> S-U-B-T-L-E. Well, I never said I was a great speller. Actually, I've consistently said that I'm not. So speller it's- or reader? Which one? I can, I can read good. You hear my... You can in- read good? I can read good. <laughs> my spelling? Uh-uh. Okay. First of all, don't come at me for my, <laughs> my grammar. I might be dyslexic. <laughs> I think I'm a late in life dyslexia. Dyslexia? You're a dyslexia. That's probably true. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty good with. Right, the thank you. <laughs> Reading. Uh... <laughs> Anything with the dicks and slex, she's in. <laughs> um. Anyway, I can read, guys. I am smart. I swear. You are. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I can't believe I publicly said I can't spell subtle. Okay. (laughs) Um, The King of Swords is a symbol of intellectual power and authority and has the courage and intellect to achieve all that he desires. When this card appears in a tarot reading, you're in your power. Ruling from a place of authority and respect. You stand firm in your truth and express yourself with deep conviction. I think that's us. You know what this sounds like? I mean, this obviously, I'm, it does sound like us, but it also sounds like our guest today. It does sound I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a result, others pay attention to what you have to say. The King of Swords indicates that you have a clarity of mind and can perceive the truth. So it is up to you to take the lead with providing an objective point of view and making decisions based on impartial judgment. You are also masterful at keeping your emotions in check while you draw upon your intellectual power and mental clarity to ascertain the truth. You cut straight to the point and get to the heart of the matter for maximum efficient impact that's definitely our guest (laughs) while you may worry that you are not being particular particularly caring or or sympathetic with others this this detachment is what you need most right now Hmm. use your logic and intellect to navigate the path ahead of you be firm and well-researched decision in decisions and stay fair in your dealings with others Um, you need to be able to look at the total situation with impartiality. The arrival of the King of Swords suggests that it may be worthwhile getting legal or financial advice. Huh. 
If you are expecting changes or particular circumstances that will require an expert opinion, you can be on the front foot by seeking help before they happen. This is why we're here at Money March because we're about to get a lot of money, baby. Yeah. And when it comes, we need to know what to do with it. Exactly. We can't be going to the Gucci store and fucking shit up and getting gold teeth <laughs> like the rappers. We need to invest. We need to get stocks and bonds. We need to get, you know, our shit together. An so. umta. An umta. Uh, a Bitcoin. We need all the all the things. So, King of Swords is appropriate as all our cards are because we are witches. Well, on that note, that card feels very much in line with where we are at right now, and it also feels very in line with our guest today, which I'm super excited slash a little nervous, but fuck it, we're here. <laughs> We have my mom on today's episode to talk about single momming, entrepreneurship, how she learned how to balance her bank account. Enjoy. Um, I'm super excited because last week we had Linda Garcia. The first week we had the guys of Earn Your Leisure. And this week we have a really special guest, you guys. It's my mom. Rianne Silva. My mom. It's my mom. She's also an amazing celebrity makeup artist. She's also the founder of Beauty Blender Makeup Sponge, the only one you should ever be using ever in life. So, um, and cosmetic line. I'm sorry. Excuse me. This is my mom. You can tell she's my mom, right? Hi, mom. You do work there, right? Um, thanks for coming on the podcast, Mom. Well, thanks for finally having me. How do you feel? Did you want to come on here? How do you feel about this, what we're doing over here? Are you, like, skeptical? I know it's a lot. It's pretty ratchet, so, and you're pretty classy, so I've been dying to ask you, but I've been too scared. <laughs> this is all so, very So now seems like a good time. This is all very true. Um, and I will say that you ratchet. It's not ratchet. Don't, I don't know why you live in. Why, Jamila, did you define this as ratchet? I was just trying to get the truth, and you're interrupting it. You're interrupting the truth. I want to hear her true feelings. Because I can see by her many gazes at us over the last three years. I love love teasing my daughter. I'm like, does your mom hate us? Does she hate me? Does she think this is my idea? (laughs) It's all my idea. (laughs) I mean, I'm so honored that. You know, I'm like the last person in the world you asked to be on it. No. You're not the last. We're waiting we for are. you to warm up. Here we are. We knew you needed some time. little mother's guilt that I'm giving you right now <laughs> that I can't do with my employees. I need, I need to get my followers up before I could ask my mom on the podcast. Honestly, your mom is like not <laughs> fucking with it. She's like, when you get better, which, whatever that hobby is you're doing, maybe I'll come by and check you out. <laughs> well, here I am and here we are and, and here she is. And here I am. <laughs> Yay. Which, you know what, I always um, – I always thought, I mean, I didn't always think it was interesting. I understand. My mom is not wasn't exactly thrilled about what we're doing over here either, nor was anybody. But I just think it's so uh, cool that you are such an amazing entrepreneur and you have been able to build this amazing business just from, you know, from being a makeup artist and a single mom and then... Oh, you're the queen of makeup. Honestly, like I was on the phone actually with my friend yesterday, and she was like, "I'm in. I'm going out of town. I must buy a beauty blender. Why are they so expensive?" I was like, "I don't know, but you have to get it because what are you going to do?" She's like, "I know. That's why I'm here. Like, There's nothing you can do about it. Ever since I started, I literally cannot well, stop." Can I just, you know, clear something up, Jamila? It is not expensive. No, it's okay? not. I'm just think of your makeup brush and how much you spend on your makeup brush. You don't even flinch a light like a lash whatever an eye you don't blink an eye right okay 
But somehow when it comes to sponges, because we think sponges are disposable items, that we shouldn't be paying for them. But Beauty Blender is reusable. It's the first sustainable HD tool ever created. And that's because you keep it. You don't throw it away. So maybe it'll add a little value in your mind if you think of it that way. I agree. I mean, ever since Erica taught me how to wet it, I'm I'm never going back. I've never seen a brush <laughs> since, or my fingers, and I'm pretty ghetto with my makeup. So um, you don't have to make a believer out of me. I already know. If you're somewhere and you haven't used one and you haven't wet it, whoo, your mind's about to be blown, baby. I, I know. That's that's the that's always the game changer. But I, you know, when we were talking about Money March and we were over here like racking our brains mm-hmm. about who are gonna who's gonna be our guest, who's gonna be our guest, and we're like thinking about the third week and I was like I don't have a guest and I was like duh my mom what the right. fuck I was like my mom is like first of all superwoman like I've watched my mom just balance everything so effortlessly and I got her fooled <laughs> it's true and I mean you you're like I'm like a stress monster and you like take stress on like Hercules or something um, and I I've, fall asleep <laughs> And I've just like, Stress. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know how you balanced any sort of finances. I mean, I know you, like, I know as, I know as a, a makeup artist growing up, like before Beauty Blender, like you were a very successful celebrity makeup artist. And obviously like the landscape of makeup has changed so much over the last, I mean, I think in, with the introduction of honestly, Instagram and YouTube, um, and what they pay makeup artists too. I mean, you could, you could sustain an entire career in in makeup and I think I think people do but it was just a different industry back then but like I know that it you know wasn't easy being a single parent and raising me I have I can only imagine I've never really asked like how you did it (laughs) like smoke and mirrors did you pawn things like what (laughs) sometimes yeah (laughs) sometimes bills didn't get paid Cars disappear. <laughs> you know. Oh, that car, we got rid of it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it, it is. It is a, it's a circus act. I always tell people that it's, you know, juggling and juggling and smoke and mirrors and distraction and, you know, sweet talking and being charming and trying to be smart. But mainly, this was, this is just an overall statement that I learned from Ruth Reed is um, don't spend what you don't have. Okay, sounds really simple, right? That is not a simple thing to do. (laughs) The way you accomplish that is by not using credit. So hear me out. You want to establish credit, but you don't necessarily always want to use credit. You want to pay cash for as many things as you can while you can, and you use the credit for emergencies which, if you're a single parent, is a pretty regular thing. So you are establishing credit, but you pay cash for everything. Because if you don't have the cash, that means you can't afford it. I mean, it's very simple, girls. But a lot of times we live in this world where we don't believe that's the truth. If you don't have the cash, you cannot afford it. Credit is not real money. It's like hopeful money that you're going to have to pay back. Wait, how, how did, like, what even motivated you to have a Ruth? Because <laughs> we're like, we, our kids are damn near 10 and we're having a money march. And relax. We're like, we're, we're relax. Behind. They are not okay. 10. You're, they're not. They're more like three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girls, it's around the corner. 20 is two seconds away. Oh, God, relax. <laughs> Mom, you too relax. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I realized I needed Ruth. Um, after Erica's dad and I broke up and I realized that my 
my dreams of being an NFL wife was dashed and I suddenly had to figure out like how am I going to do this I was very prideful I was like I don't want to ask him for a dime um, so I'm going to have to figure out how to manage my money and I have no idea how to manage my money I didn't even know how to balance a checkbook because I never had checks <laughs> so um, I was very young I mean when your dad and I got together we were really young how old are you God, I was like 22. Were you already a makeup artist? 22, no, no, okay. like 22, 23. So, good entree there, Jamila. When I decided that um, I needed to find something to do, like what was I going to do? I had gone to FIDM, and I realized that I wasn't going to be a fashion designer because I just didn't. I, I liked the idea of like sketching and, and fashion, but I really didn't want to pattern make and grade and sew and all that stuff so I was like no this isn't for me but what I love is fashion and beauty and fashion are like brother and sister so I you know I was really good at drawing I was really good at um well I thought it was I thought it was fashionable at the time you um, were fashionable I have some of your vintage items yeah. yeah I went I just I went to a local depart uh, department store and got a job as a makeup artist because I had a friend who was a makeup artist and um I was like I can do what she does so I kind of like faked it till I made it. I told them I knew how to do makeup and they saw my makeup and I did someone else's makeup and they were like, okay, you got the job. And um, then I realized really quickly that, quickly that there was a ceiling to how much money I could actually make in a department store. And by the looks of things, this one over here was going to cost me a lot of money and it was going to be more than I was making on that floor. So I need to figure out how to elevate this makeup career into making more money. And the girl that introduced me to being a makeup artist actually started working on productions. And um, I realized she was making more money. She was having a lot of fun. And I thought I could definitely do that. So as soon as I started actually working and I started making money, I started realizing how it was just like slipping through my fingers. Like I would literally make money and it would be gone. And, um, you know, the days of living with the champagne and mustard in your refrigerator are over, girls, right? When you have kids, you need to have food. Snacks. Right, you need snacks. <laughs> so many. Breakfast. So many snacks. Every day. <laughs> Every day. They eat three times a day uh, and snack Three? Five. Like seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? At the time, I was friends with this uh, other football player who was like a like a dad to me. His name was Bubba Smith. He used to be in the Police Academy movies, and he's rest in peace. He's gone now, my my Bubba. But he um, he worked with an accounting firm, and this accounting firm always managed his money. And I asked him about it, and he said, Rianne, you just need someone to help you manage your money. So I was like, can you help me? Because I don't know who to ask. And so he connected me with Ruth. Mm. Ruth worked for this firm and then she left the firm and started her own business and I was her very first customer and so Ruth that is why Ruth who is the one that tells you very simple if you don't have the cash you can't afford it um, is the person that has been with me for over 30 years and still is with me she's my comptroller at, at Beauty Blender she is like my watchdog like I can go to her and she understands numbers in such a way that you know She'll, she'll let me know of any crazy inconsistencies or things I need to be watching out for, people trying to dip in my till, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, how, like, did, did Papa or Tani like, ever educate you on finances? I remember, because I remember 
when I went to college, we went to like, it was like the first bank account I opened up, which was, you know, we went to like Citibank and mm-hmm. we opened up my first bank account. And I felt like, and I like, I had a little money in there, but like, I don't think I actually established credit until like I was like in my 20s. Like, I got my first credit card. So I'm wondering, like, did Tani or Papa ever like show yeah, you? I mean, I know do- I used to talk to you about it when you were younger because nobody ever really talked to me about it. And no, I mean, uh, my dad and, and, and my mom, um, they worked really hard. I, I mean, you know, kids don't come with instruction booklets, right? I mean, like, there wasn't, like, this thing saying, okay, she's 12, start talking about balancing a checkbook. I mean, they were living their lives and trying to survive, and we just never really had the conversation. And I realized that it was such a disadvantage to me as I became an adult because I really didn't know how to manage money. And so that's why it was really important for me, Erica, to, you know, for you to go get a bank account really early. I made sure you were born with a bank account. And, you know, you didn't obviously know that or know anything about it. But I wanted, I didn't want you to have to, um, like, learn it all at once. I figured you learned little bits and pieces along the way. And you did, I think. I think you're pretty frugal. She's pretty cheap. Oh, wow. I can, I can tell you. She's, <laughs> she's, she's economical. It depends uh, what day you ask. Really? I think I think so too. I do think there's moments. It's, yeah, there's, I don't spend. Normal. I spend money on experiences, not on like things, I, not yeah. like items. I'd much rather although go you do, somewhere. Although you than, do like go in your garage and, and pump out back with like some name brand shit. I'm like, where'd you get that? I didn't know you had that. Someone probably gave it to <laughs> She's me. She's like, oh, in my garage, I have a stash of name brand shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, (laughs) no, very rarely do I buy a name brand shit. Like if I'm getting it, it's because someone gave it to me. Maybe I got it at a vintage store. Maybe I bought it or my mom because my mom is loves luxury. Oh, my God. I passed (laughs) down everything to her. I, you know, let me tell you, I had very fancy boyfriends when I was young. I'm going to be like you when I get older. (laughs) That's a a whole other episode that I would take me shopping. And so I would. Save everything. Do you understand that we've had on like Passport Cuddy and like these different people that tell you how to like find men that will spoil you? My mom is the OG. I don't know. She was dating princes and kings. I know. You keep telling me about the prince that she dated. I'm like, (laughs) well, we need to talk to your mom. (laughs) Singular? Princes? Singular? I didn't get this gene. (laughs) Who are you, Rihanna? I didn't get this gene. I can barely ask a man for like $10, okay? so I know. You're like, why? I don't know how to ask. Well, Well, hold on. I never asked for anything. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. It's even more magical that you, you didn't even have to say <laughs> I shit. I didn't ask for anything. <laughs> just happened. Let's be clear. I remember when I was a kid, um, there was also a time, I, and I'll never forget, and we were actually talking about this on our last episode, and I don't even think I've ever shared this with you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But um, there was a time, I think I was going to Archer. And that was a really crazy expensive school. Like, yes, it was <clears throat> very expensive school. Um, I had been in public school all my life up until middle school when I started going to private school, which was like this very prestigious all girls school. Because that was the exact right time to transition. That was the fiscally responsible thing to do. You could get away with going to elementary school at that time and transition into private in in junior high school or high school and not have to pay all this private school dollars in the beginning. So why am I doing that right now? I, I feel like that's not true because well, no, things have I'm, I'm struggling so why is as, my daughter as a homeschool mom. No, no, no. Because things have changed. Okay, like before the level of education wasn't so advanced. Like little Irie, my glam baby, your daughter now, I mean, I know with my son Cruz, your brother, like that's when I realized, oh, my God, things have changed. In kindergarten, it's you, you can't go into kindergarten not knowing anything. Like, you have to go into kindergarten actually knowing shit. I know. It's crazy. You know, so, I mean, things that when you went to kindergarten, you didn't have to know anything. You just go to kindergarten. You take your kid to kindergarten, and that's where they learn. Now, if you go to kindergarten and you don't know anything, they put you in, like, you know, the need help class. They have I mean, 10 books. Yeah, it's I know. Different. I've been watching Jamila homeschool. It's so intense. It's she's very... like she's like I need the other book. I'm like social studies, English, math. Which math? Like, the one with the crop on it. I'm like, oh my god. Why do you have so many books? <laughs> yeah. Um. But I remember that. I remember. I don't know what was happening. I think there was. I do actually. I think. I don't know. You. You would. You probably can speak to this more. But I know there was a shift in the industry and like. With 9-11, ha- when 9-11 happened, like, everything kind of started to change in the industry. They weren't, like, really flying. Art- like, you were going, you were traveling a lot, too, as a, as a makeup artist. Honestly. Now, artists, like, you find the artist in your city. Like, mm-hmm. very rarely do you ever fly a makeup artist mm-hmm. to, like, New York or another country. You have to be a certain caliber of celebrity now to do it. But at the time when I was doing it, um, and just to, things and just, were and just different. So, and just so the people know, Mom. Show this run down a list of the of the 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 clients that you've had in the past because I just it's a humble brag and and I saw some pictures on the desk next door the other day and I was like is that Tupac <laughs> with Rianne I'm like okay <laughs> let me find out yeah no I worked with tons of celebrities but what I was going to say about yes 9/11 changed everything because suddenly you know we had this huge catastrophe in America and um, you know New York Lower Manhattan was destroyed I mean so many places right and it was really a horrible time in our American history and and we all came together as a nation and tried to help each other so what that did in my industry is um, it changed the way uh, productions worked and it changed the way that makeup artists were utilized and it really became an opportunity for um, you know, management and PR and agents and different uh, different uh, I don't know, management people to regain kind of some control of, of their clients because clients had gotten so much power. They were like, I want my own hair. I want my own makeup. I want my own wardrobe. They have to have their own rental car. You've got to get them a, a telephone. They need three tickets for their kids to come. And like, I mean, it was crazy. We were making so much money and we were able to ask for so much. And it really 
was kind of a little bit out of control. And I think at around 9-11, it was kind of like a leveling of everything. And it kind of changed the way everybody worked, for sure. But I remember, I think, like, your career kind of started to slow down a little bit. And I remember you had a conversation with me about money. And it was the first time you'd ever talked to me about money. And it was basically like, we need to, like, I can't do that for you. You're not going to get that. Like, I can't do that. I'm not, I can't afford that. And, like, I think I was young, and I, obviously, like, I would watched our transition. Like, I remember as a kid living in an apartment, like, small apartments, and then uh, you renting the first house, and then renting another house, and then eventually you buying your first home. And that was in that home. It was the first home you bought, which is you still own that home. The house the Brandy built. That's what I call it. <laughs> the house the Brandy Yeah, because you worked. Because Moesha, like, you were. Brandy you, built that house? She was an artist. You know, when we talk about the way we used to work, that, you know, and I love her today. She's like my other daughter. and her family and I are still close but you know she would take me everywhere with her and make sure you know I got paid paid well but in return I took care of her you know there was confidentiality there's all these things when you work with celebrities that you have to you know keep in mind but I just always it was my first house I bought and I always call it the house that Brandy built because, <laughs> because I worked so much uh, with her for a couple years and then got that house so it was great. Um, but I remember in the I remember specifically being in the kitchen and you telling me that and I got scared like and you did I did. Yeah, because yeah. it was the first time you ever really talked to me about money and or the lack of not having any and I never really had a, any concept of it. It wasn't like it was like a free for all. Like we were just these wealthy people. Like we were like we were, she was spoiled. I was but I didn't know that I just had no concept of money like zero. I just was like I get fed. I go to school. Sometimes I get what I want. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes. The well, life of living. Well, in if the it valley. wasn't you, it was Tawny. Listen, my stepson is over there operating the camera and laughing his ass off right now <laughs> because he thought you were the most spoiled girl in the world. Well, I was your first. Um, so, but I do remember that moment, and uh, I was like, "Oh my god." Are we broke? <laughs> I was like, we're, no, we I was like, we're going to lose our house. <laughs> we were scary music. I'm like, don't ask my mom for anything. And I'm hungry. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> no, that wasn't the way you took it. You did not understand. You did not take. No, but I did get good. scared, though. I got scared. And like, no, when I told you we couldn't do anything, you would say, why? <laughs> why? Why can't I do this? No, I don't understand. Why? And you would do it in front of your friends. And I'd just be sitting there like wanting to beat your ass. And your <laughs> friends were there like. Oh, such a Valley Kids story. I had embarrassing. I had questions. I need twenty dollars. <laughs> this is a Galleria. <laughs> Everything you, was twenty dollars. You though. did have questions. You did. Um, but like when you when in those moments, like I because I, and around that time too, you were starting Beauty Blender. So there was a lot of pressure because you're starting a new business. You owned this home. The industry was changing. Wait, I have a question before you go there. What? motivated you to start beauty blender was it that money that the industry was slowing down and you realized you were you were like hitting a, a cap like because i feel like a lot of um moms single moms and parents like you're trying to take care of a kid you're trying to pay bills and then the entrepreneurial side always is like last to get tended to and sometimes it only t it takes you to be in like a really tight situation to actually invest in yourself and do something like that like what was your driving force because i think a lot of moms like a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but do you take what? What is what are the next steps after that? What was your driving force to actually say fuck this shit? I'm not going to be like I'm going to start my own business and this is what I'm going to do. Um, your business partner was my driver's driving. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Oh, right. Kids. Erica, oh, you have to be fed. Erica was my reason for everything. To be honest with you, and 
you know, I think it's a combination of things, Jamila. It's not ever just one thing that makes you say, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. For me, it really was Erica and me wanting to give her uh, a good life, a better life. Not that my life was bad, but you got a little preview of my life before. I had a very kind of wild and very interesting young adulthood. Um, and I realized that... Um, there were things, there was a lifestyle that I was introduced to that I really enjoyed and I wanted to live that lifestyle, but I didn't necessarily want to depend on a man to give it to me because I had also experienced the controls that go on when you're with a powerful man or a man that um, has more than you and sometimes you feel beholden to that. and. Um, I felt that, and I never wanted to feel that again, and I definitely didn't want her to feel that. So the only way to not feel that is to have financial freedom. And so for me, it was a combination of knowing that I wanted that, having Ruth Reed, Ruthie, in my life, telling me, if you don't have the money, you can't afford it. I mean, you, when you hear that enough, and you want things, and someone is telling you, well, I don't think it's smart for you to take a loan out because if you can't afford it, you shouldn't buy it. You know, it, it makes so much sense, right? I mean, if you can't afford something, don't get it. But we don't live in that kind of... And then me understanding that I had kind of reached a, a ceiling with the amount of money that I could make as a makeup artist. I was hustling. Erica can tell you I was on a plane every week. I was doing three TV shows at one time, having crews here, crews there, leaving to go do a celebrity for red carpet, coming back, sneaking back on set, you know, trying to finish the day out, trying to just cash as many checks as I could. And I still was not able to have the financial freedom that I wanted. Like, we didn't get to go take vacations for a week or two somewhere. Or, you know, just and, – and, and by the way, living as an independent contractor is very difficult because you're always afraid to say no to a job because – you don't want to miss out on creating a relationship with a producer, a director, or you know, the celebrity, whatever it is that will prevent you from making more money in the future. Because I always tell my friends that live and work in corporate America that get all freaked out when you know they get laid off, and I'm, they're like, "Oh my God, I'm, that's the end of the world. I lost my job. What am I going to do?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm unemployed every time I finish a job. Literally unemployed every time. You have to have faith, and you just have to hustle. You just get up and you do it again. And f but those those to your answer your question, that that is really. The motivation was, if I can't make more than I'm making right now doing what I'm doing, then I need to do something else. Right. I need to add to what I'm doing. And originally, Beauty Blender was not, you know, in my mind, or at least as, as much as I was dreaming about it, my dream wasn't as big as, oh, it's going to be a global brand, it's going to be a category creator, one day you're going to be in the Smithsonian, you're going to win 12 Best of Beauty Awards, you're going to be CEW Entrepreneur of the Year. I, like, none of that shit was a part of my reality. None of it. It was like, oh, let me make a couple sponges for some other makeup artists because they're going to have the same challenges I have. And so I can supplement and make sure I can keep my kid in school. Maybe I can put together a college account for her so she can go to school. You know, I didn't, my parents didn't have money. I, you know, I really was on my own. And really I knew in, in very uh, 
very short time, I was going to be taking care of my parents, too, because they never, they never did. planned for their, their retirement. My dad's excuse was like, I didn't think I'd live this long. Like, really? <laughs> that, was your, that, was, that was your plan? Okay. <laughs> my mom just kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? You know, like, she, my, mom, my mom, I have to say, you know, she, she was the one that got me in school. She was the one that helped me with money. She was the one that was a little more um, business-minded. She was, she was, my mom is actually very entrepreneurial. She is still with us. I'm talking to her like she's gone. She's here. Very much alive. She just hung up the phone. Oh, I want to tell a story, but I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this story, but you told me, so if it's not right, then you can cut it out. But this story really made me love you, Rianne. Oh. Um, In the beginning of our podcast, obviously I didn't know you, but, you know, we had, obviously I was good. I was just getting to know Erica more and more as the podcast went on. And, you know, we, we obviously know about, like, your relationship with Erica's dad, how it was, like, a little bit crazy in the beginning. And there was a lot of issues and finances and paternity and all these things. And she was – Fun time. Check out that episode with right. my dad. <laughs> um, so she was telling me that she was in the car and you guys were all on three-way because this is, like, earlier on when, like, Erica – you guys were going to help her maybe buy a house. When you guys were on the phone with like maybe the realtor and the realtor was asking you like, well, what, how much debt do you have? What properties do you own? And then she turned around and asked Erica's dad the same thing. <laughs> she was like, I know I made my mom feel so fucking good because she was like, I have none. <laughs> my houses are paid off. And my dad was like, blah, 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 blah. She was like, I know. I don't know. She didn't say it, but I know in her mind she was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I can't wait till the shit blows up because I can't wait to be on that phone call with my baby daddy and be like, yeah, uh-huh. I got everything paid off. I have the money. <laughs> and that, that was after that. I was like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, she's doing it right. That's what you need to do. <laughs> that's, that's, that was my motive, my driving force. For yeah, I remember that. It was like, he was like, well, you know, Rianne, when you when you have a mortgage, what she's trying to say is when you have a mortgage – this is what happens. I was like, Eric, I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> I've never had a mortgage. He's like, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't have a mortgage. He goes, how do you pay for your house? I was like, if you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. <laughs> I paid cash. If you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. Right. And he was like, all of them? And I was like, yes, all of them. Hell yeah. And he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think as women, sometimes we put so much um, – I think society kind of teaches us to depend on men and that they're the provider. I mean, for a long time, probably till cool three years ago, I really thought I was going to marry rich and be a housewife. And like Me be, too. <laughs> and I'm pissed. <laughs> I mean, it's better now that it's not that. But I just think it's as, much better. It's so that. much better because guys are so stupid. They're <laughs> no, they're not. They're guys, wonderful. Guys are amazing. Men are wonderful. It's just when you feel less empowered that it becomes a challenge and and money is freedom and like what Kat and Nat said it's better to know you chose your husband because you like him and not because you need him that's a forever relationship I'm always inspired by your story and motivated and even when I know you were concerned about what we're doing over here I'm like she's gonna get it it's fine just keep going when we get when we blow up she's gonna be on board yeah you know (laughs) the porn stars and there was a couple I was just like what the hell are you doing is is your boyfriend by here I was like I was like you know you're the face of my brand right like it's like middle America like how she also called me many times like I'm gonna have to quit I'm gonna have to find somebody else I'm like no you're no you're not (laughs) she's like my mom said I it's like you're I didn't 30 say years you old, Erica. I just said you have to maybe think about what you're doing. 
Did I say you had to quit? Oh, you might have told me to quit my hobby. <laughs> well, it was a hobby at the time. <laughs> the moral of the story is when you have an idea, keep going with it, whether it's um, a sex-positive podcast about motherhood and an egg, a pink, a pink egg-shaped egg sponge that, that you will confuse with an anal plug. <laughs> hey. Do what you got to do. We've actually... Speaking of porn stars, you might be hating on porn stars, but porn stars use beauty blenders, okay? My mom has gotten I'm messages. I'm hating on porn stars. <laughs> I, listen. But I remember my mom was like, Erica, you'll never, I just you'll never guess the... how the porn industry is using beauty blenders. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Like listen, <laughs> I was a makeup artist, and I gotta say, and a couple porn things, which was crazy, but um, <laughs> you did I just didn't did know that the face of my brand around all over the world. Well, how do you feel about it now? Because we're still ordinary porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, you heard it here. She's fine with it. <laughs> it's all she good. She can't fire you, Erica. You're safe. She said it on. She said it recorded. Well, I have a lot of more questions, but my mom is a busy woman and she must leave me now. But I want to have you back on because I think there's so much more to talk about as far as motherhood. Maybe we'll have you on in my, for Mother's Day or something. Maybe we'll interview Jamila's mom too. Oh. Um, but I just want to say, Mom, you inspire me. I've watched you make something out of nothing, really. I've and I know I, have, I talk to you about it all the time when we do our beauty, you know, stuff. But um, I, I really am like I, I'm so I I I'm I feel like I have incredible shoe, large shoes to fill. Um, and watching you build Beauty Blender from nothing, and watching you as a single mom be able to multitask and build an empire, and you know have a staff and support, and still be able to be a present mother to me is has been crazy because you mm -hmm. have been so present. Like as much as you have been doing, and do, I look up to you because I'm like I, I look at Irie sometimes, and I'm like, am I doing a good job? Like. I haven't. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like three days. Like I've just been like head in the like trying to like. And the moral, the moral of this episode is: if you can't pay cash, don't buy. I don't think buy that's it. today's affirmation. All right. Well, thank you, mom. I love you. Um, if you want to check out my mom, you can follow her on Instagram at Rianne Silva. Make sure to follow Beauty Blender's Instagram. And we are giving, we're doing a discount code with Beauty Blender today. So if you guys want to try our products, which you definitely should, make sure you go to beautyblender.com and at checkout, put Good Moms Blend for 20% off any orders over $20. And that's it. Thank you. <laughs> love you, girls. I love you. you. Keep doing your thing. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Hey guys, have you joined Patreon where we offer even more juicy content? Yes, y'all. We have secret episodes, secret segments, and some very personal blog posts that we don't share on the interwebs. So make sure you go check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. Here's a little sneak peek. This time we are going to incorporate some different sex toys, okay? So this is a bondage bar, okay? You can lay out. And I just wanna show you guys the mobility of this piece. Everything is connected. So she can be here. She can also lay back. One of the toys that I wanted to talk about was this.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.